If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Test stuff, things, la 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 la. Yeah. So what do women like? Babies and curtains and chocolate. And men going, yeah. Um, sappy, stupid TV shows, like The Bachelor. Is that a Korean romance? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Middle-Aged Man Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. That's his real name. I checked his birth certificate. Unlike that president, you know, that former president of the United States who never showed his birth certificate, but was actually born in France, allegedly. Mr. Donald, or should I say Le Donald? (laughs) The Donald. It's true. This is an online internet uh, thing I'm starting that he was actually born in France and his wealthy parents covered it up. But he's actually born in France. But because his parents were both born in America, it doesn't matter for running for presidency. That's the thing I was curious about. Because the rules are funny. You don't actually have to be born in the United States to run for president if your parents were born in the United States. You have to be an, you have to be a American citizen um, who is born of American parents, basically. I am fairly certain, uh, based on the same evidence Donald Trump had to accuse Barack Obama when he was... Uh, trying to get the presidential nomination, that so based on the same the same quality of evidence that Donald Trump was actually born in France, and his parents covered it up, and now they're dead, so they can't speak to it. It's a cover up, Richard. It's a big cover up. He got elected president under false pretenses. President must be a natural born citizen of the United States and must at least thirty five years of age and have been a resident of the United States for fourteen years. That is actually from the uh, USA.gov. I thought you, uh, if your parents were born in the U.S. and you were born in, like, Toronto, you could still be president. Yes, because you're, you, that, you're, that makes you a natural-born citizen still. So, this natural-bornness, what does that actually mean? So, natural-born citizen means you're not an immigrant, basically. Right, like Donald Trump's wife and in-laws. Yes. Current wife and in-laws. Yes. Or Arnold. Schwarzenegger, right, because yeah. both his parents were Austrian, and he was born in Austria. Yeah, so he couldn't run for president because he would have he would have totally won. Yes, he would have hands. I would have voted for him just because it'd be funny. I would have voted for him too because it'd be funny. Um, I actually think he would have made a decent president. He was a bit of a dick politically, vetoing things. He vetoed things I don't think he should have vetoed. He wasn't perfect, but he was a very reasonable president. Um, governor, governor, um. You know, um, for especially for a celebrity governor, like he's a smart guy. He's he's not perfect, but uh, he was a decent politician, and you know, um, he had his faults with like he, you know, had a kid with his uh, housekeeper, and yeah, but that's just that's more of a Hollywood celebrity. I'm rich, and my marriage has gone to pot, so I'm gonna find solace with whoever's handy, which is yeah, you know, and also a lot of like a lot of guys. In history, who are wealthy have mistresses. But he's never claimed to be a self-made man. He kind of is, though. He will not call himself a self-made man. When he talks about it, he talks about how when he was bodybuilding, he had friends dropping off pillows. Uh, he, 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 pillows? He, 
Yeah, because he didn't when he first came across the country, he had no money and that sort of stuff. Oh, when he first came, he had nothing, so he had so, like... he, so he had a lot of people gave him stuff. He made connections, people like he made his money in real estate, but he made his money in real estate not because he well started off the bodybuilding, won a few contests, had some money, invested in real estate, but it was based on people he knew's advice. Right. I mean, the people like because no one really makes themselves. They need help yeah. and support, and mentoring. Yeah. Um. Still. So, uh, speaking of, uh, we're going to eat food, yeah. but tonight's topic, should we talk, get that get that going, talking about it, then eat food? Sure. All right. So tonight's topic, which is really a short news story, but just have anyone talk about Gordon Ramsay, you know, chef Gordon Ramsay yep. uses the F word more than another human being on television. So he's actually a pretty good guy. He was on BBC two radio and the main kitchen manager for some like middle school in around London, she had two of her main staff. One was called in sick and the other one had COVID or COVID risk or something. So they couldn't come to work. And all the last minute, she's like, oh, what do I do? How do I make food for hundreds of children? When, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm too short. I need help. So she called in the radio show and she actually got to you know, talk to Gordon Ramsay and ask him a question like you do on radio. And she, and she said kind of half-heartedly, kind of jokingly, oh, uh, we're actually short today because people are out, you know, with COVID and the flu and stuff. You know, think you could pop by and give us a hand. You know, we actually do really do need the help. And he's like, oh, they like talked about it, I guess, briefly. And he said, sure, I can't do it, but I'll have someone over there. You have a chef in less than an hour. And good as his word, one of his chefs was, uh, you know, told at one of the restaurants in London, go drive to this middle school and help out all day. And the guy did. So it was actually pretty cool. They they thanked him um, profusely on like social media. And he said, oh, no problem. Anytime, love. That, that kind of, I don't know exactly yeah. what he said, but that's what he basically said. So then the BBC Two joke was, oh, anytime. <laughs> um, Chef Ramsay, feeling a bit peckish. Perhaps you could uh, drive over. Uh, <laughs> do you know how to make macaroni? <laughs> well, he certainly knows how to criticize macaroni. But so he should. Like he, he is a literally a top chef. No yeah. pun intended for the show, but he is a top chef. He has some of the best restaurants in the world. So yeah, he's gonna tear everything apart, look at it and go, What no, the bloody shagada bagada? I've only seen a f I haven't watched the show a lot, mostly just in hotel rooms. Nightmare kitchens, yeah. It's it's, it's a great when you're traveling show. It's always syndicated on some crappy T V network or where, where, network. where they play it you know, the entire season in one you know, in one night. This is Gordon Ramsay night. Right. So you order like a mediocre pizza and have some expensive hotel beer and you go, Huh, look at them yell at people. They look scared. Yeah. I like the British ones better than the American ones. The American ones are always gross. It's but, like here's a gross kitchen. Here's a disaster. In England, it's like, we don't know how to chop things. Chop it like this. Thank you, Chef Ramsay. It's always so simple in the English ones. No, there was one where there, the signature dish was, for the restaurant, was mac and cheese. was this, this mac and cheese. And oh, he just, he tore it apart. The, the noodles. Is that America? In yeah, America? it was in, in America. It's always America, isn't it? Yep. Um, he tore it apart for the, the, uh, the noodles being overcooked and not being made fresh he's like if you're gonna make have mac you know something like mac and cheese put the effort in and don't just go to the grocery store and buy noodles oh you mean make your own pasta from scratch yes. yeah and actually you know what it, it, it's kind of a um it's counterintuitive but a lot of people that run restaurants and cafeterias even kind of more simpler food it's actually cheaper and better to make it yourself fresh, you just have to have a little bit of more staff prep time yep. and more knowledge and more control in the kitchen. But if you do, the end product's way better. But most people can't be bothered. 
Yeah, I think that was, it was also about the same time I was watching, there was another kitchen where started eating and then he spit it out and he's like, this is cold. And, and then he just gets up and he goes right back into the back and he, and he oh, tears up the freezer. Yeah. And he just starts throwing stuff out. And he's like, none of this stuff's labeled. How old is this shit? Yeah, it's actually interesting how... Like labeling, like I used to work in the kitchens, you know, a long time, yeah. many, many, many years ago. But yeah, labeling stuff in the freezer is bloody important. I remember when we make up our, we made our own burgers and froze them. So they're actually made in house, but frozen for, because there was a, it was kind of an Italian place, but every now yeah. and then you get some goober that wants a burger. So we have frozen burgers, but there was a big label on the bag, burgers made on this date. And then once we kind of got to the end, we were encouraged to have them as our staff food. Yeah. He's really good for their week. Who wants a burger? Staff food. Yeah, no, and that one it was yeah, just crazy because he just It's like, also TV. I also wonder how much of that is a little bit is put staged. On. You know, it's like because well, who would on. who wouldn't actually cook something fresh when you've got Gordon Ramsay? Well, the one that I find funny, so because I've watched a lot of those, sometimes like he'll send it back or this is garbage, and like you see like the boss or the manager. And they're like, oh, what's, you know, this, he sent it back and said, wait, is this the old one from yesterday? Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you give him like a new one? Well, because that's what we always do. And it's kind of like, it's yeah. always like the day old or two day old stuff. Even if there is new stuff, they don't serve the new stuff till they've done the old stuff. But it's like, you have Chef Gordon Ramsay, you invite him there, you know he's coming. Ah, give him the same old slop. Oh, well. Hey, let's get some paper towel for these chicken wings. Ooh, chicken wings. Are you excited? You sound so excited. Are you excited? Yep. I am. My mouth is excited. My my mouth is excited. Yes. I don't like the fact when I come over here, your mouth gets excited. That makes me feel my. Like... Uh, however, my uh, esophagus isn't so excited. I had really bad heartburn last night, and so I'm gonna pay for it, probably pay for this. But this isn't that spicy. Um, it's not the spice. It's just the food. Just. Today, everything's been kind of felt like it's been a... Well, you know, the perfect cure for your heartburn is my homemade Mexican-style fajita chicken wings. With a beer. With a beer. So, my, this is my wife's fajita recipe for home. It's for steak fajitas, but I just used it, modified it slightly, for uh, chicken wings. Yeah, that should be good. And I went to Farm Boy Grocery Store, where if you look through the chicken wing packs, you can find the all drumstick ones. Ah, yes. That's probably one of my best uh, my best top tips about shopping. All right, so, uh, yeah, uh, dig on in. Nice mm. and hot in a little thermal yep. container. And they smell like fajitas. I would hope so. I mean, it's cumin and chili powder, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Good chili powder, good quality, spicer kind. Not that cheap garbage they have at the cheap garbage store. When me and Steph were first married, we accidentally bought powdered chili rather than chili powder. That's quite the shock. Mm-hmm. Especially when you put as much chili powder in your chili as I do. You're used to the weak stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real real chili powder and real chipotle, all these real things, there's so much more heat. My brother had a Mexican roommate this first year of college, and this guy, you know like the, the pickled jalapenos? Mm-hmm. Or even like maybe one of the hotter ones? He'll eat seven or eight for a snack. That was good. Off to class. So you tell my brother, he'd be like, oh, come on, just try one. Have it. It's good. You like it. He's like, no, no, I can't. Oh, come on. It's not so hot. See, I just had three. My brother would be like, okay, with his very white, northeasterly British Canadian palate, you know, kind of, ah, touch his tongue. Mother of God. 
and like you know wash his mouth out and then his Mexican woman would laugh but they were good buddies but still it's like when me and my wife first started dating mild salsa was too hot for her it was too spicy you ever have Domino's pizza yeah it was a bit of a spicy Mr. Sauce not really but like if you get double sauce on the pizza you can kind of taste oh there's a tiny bit of heat like a teensy a teensy wincy bit of heat in Domino's pizza sauce some people just call it spiced but anyway I got a buddy who's a part native guy and they have a famously bland palates. So I was at his place. His, his teenage daughter was around. He ordered some pizzas and we got one with double sauce. His daughter ordered it. So we had double sauces, pepperoni and cheese, double sauce. And they were both eating it. And she was like, it's so spicy. God, the pizza's spicy. I thought, is this a joke? Because I didn't actually taste any spice. When I really like paid attention, I was like, oh, okay, this sauce has arguably more heat than an other pizza sauce. But they actually didn't want to eat it. They were actually suffering because it was too hot. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's, she thought I was being like a jerk, going, there's no spice there. But I genuinely didn't taste any spice, like like heat, until I really paid attention. Went, okay, there's there's a hint of heat, a suggestion of heat. Yeah, Domino's Pizza is probably the best, well, most consistent. They're like the McDonald's of pizza. I thought that was Pizza Hut. Um, yeah, they're everywhere too, but I don't, I feel like Domino's is more consistent. I feel like Pizza Hut's, you can go to one Pizza Hut, and it's like, oh, okay, it's fine, another Pizza Hut. Good Lord, that was terrible. Domino's, any location, that's the exact same, it doesn't matter what you order. Even though we were customized one, because they measure all the toppings and have a spinny machine. Well, he, uh, Tom Monahan, the guy, Domino's guy, pizza guy, he did make his millions, uh, perfecting the pizza franchise so yeah it's kind of an interesting um idea to like standardize food Mm -hmm. i mean it's not great for food quality it'll never be as good as the local place where they make all their stuff from scratch however there is something to be said for you know multiple continents i mean i've had a big mac in japan tokyo same thing yeah i know tim hortons uh spends a lot of money on uh making sure the water is correct the water's correct? For their coffee, yep. Or like the mineral content or whatever? Or lack thereof mineral content? I think lack thereof. Hmm. How hard could that be, though, just to get um, like a reverse osmosis water? They were doing it before re- reverse osmosis was a thing. So they were doing this water thing way back. Huh. Mm-hmm. Because water quality is one of the things that affects coffee. Oh, yeah. How it tastes and everything. Yeah. So, my homemade fajita chicken wings. They're definitely a buy again. There you go. Yeah, every now and then the show, we do actual real food, and it's pretty good. And I also prefer the uh, drumstick chicken wings, you know, the, what are they, four-legged uh, chickens? Four-legged chickens, that's right. They are tiny drumsticks, so. Yeah, I'd rather have a bunch of tiny drumsticks than, like, the other wingy part. The wingy part's okay, depending on the sauce, but. Well, foods like chicken wings existed as pub food. Because by a lot of laws, you had to, by English laws, you had to serve food with, you couldn't just serve alcohol. You had to serve food with it. Right. Hence the eating pubs and drinking pubs. They yes. all have food, but some are pubs where you go to eat and have a nice meal. Others are ones where you go to drink, and technically there's food. But, but, but the, it's pickled eggs that haven't been touched in five years, and... Uh, yeah. There's that one guy who has one every time he comes in. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he'll eat the whole jar. But... Chicken wings became a, a staple because they were quick and easy to do because they're deep fried, right? And they were dirt cheap because they were part of, che- of the of the bird that was thrown away. Yeah, no one wanted or went to a grinder or something. Or was 
most animal stock doesn't get thrown away. It would be, you know, made into animal food. Or sold cheap to poor people to boil in a broth or something. Yeah. So it was basically a waste product that was basically sold for, for taking away. Yeah. You know what I hate? And I, I, this isn't like a great thing to hate, but I hate boneless chicken wings. Bone, it's just a piece of chicken you've breaded and dipped in sauce. That's just a piece of chicken. It's not, it's not a boneless wing. They're specially bred chickens. They look really funny flop, with, their wing, with their wings just flopping around because there's no bones in them. That's not real, Richard. Boneless chicken wings? Yeah. Chickens without bones in their wings? Yeah. Um, occasionally you get ones that... That can't be real. This is this actually real? <laughs> I don't think this can be real. <laughs> That's like the great Newfoundland bologna. It's a traditional animal they used to use to make bologna out of in Newfoundland because they love maple leaf bologna in Newfoundland. Yeah. So the bologna is like a little goat type creature and its two right legs are shorter than its two left legs because it likes to run around hills. Yeah, these came out pretty well. It's really chili powder, cumin, salt, garlic, um, oil, end of list. So far, my heartburn's not complaining, so. Because it's olive oil. It's good oil. It's a win. Oh, and there's also a bit of um, red wine vinegar and balsamic vinegar in the mix, too. A little bit of acid to help it. Yeah. And they're baked, not fried. Which people say makes them healthier. I'm not sure it does. It's all the same components. Baked, not fried. Well, that comes from... Baked, not fried is... They're baked, not deep fried. Yes. However, if you're baking it submerged in oil, well, it's like it's like a like a big sauce you make up. You dip yeah. all the raw wings in the sauce, put them in a pan, cook them on high heat, finish them with a bit of broiling. There you go. I do find it amazing how like if you look at Google Analytics, how many people, especially young people, Google how do you cook chicken? How do you become a college age student going to university, making huge life choices, and you can't cook meat? That seems like we made a left turn there, as far as society goes. There's a whole bunch of different ways to cook meat. Yes, but not knowing how how to cook chicken. How hot do I have to cook chicken? How do I know when chicken is done? People don't know how to cook chicken. Or they buy the chicken the chicken nuggets, which are already cooked. So you just kind of warm them. So back to Gordon Ramsay. The cold, what do you call it? The, yeah, the, the cold food. A number of them have happened like that. Where you order something. It's usually a brought in. They don't even make it. Frozen thing. They don't cook long enough. I had that at... Uh... Swiss Chalet. Not Swiss Chalet, sorry. Uh, Eastside Mario's. Yeah, those are what I call the uh, sit-down fast food restaurants. Yeah. And uh, they had a some special anniversary special meal or something like that. Anniversary special meal? It was some something. It was like a anniversary of the chain or something like that. Oh, I see. And it was... Eastside Mario's serving mediocre food for over 50 <clears throat> years. But... There was something wrong with every course. Like it started off with uh, Italian wedding soup, which Steph was really excited about because she's, she had been to a few Italian weddings and she kind of liked. And it was just there was no flavor to it. Oh, homemade uh, dark chocolate I made. It's um, it's one of my different takes on it. It's kind of like fudge. I am gonna pass on that. That's gonna destroy you. Yeah, chocolate. Chocolate, unfortunately, is so. This is uh, dark cocoa, cocoa butter, creamed coconut. Almonds on top, some uh, hemp hearts. Uh, what else did I put in here? Oh, and uh, the non-peanut nut butter, nut-seed butter at uh, Costco. I like Costco. I don't like the leaving Costco, though. I don't like that lady at the door checking my receipt. Um, She's just checking to see it to make sure that the cashier didn't accidentally bring something in twice. Is that what it is? That's what it is, and they've caught that on ours numerous times. 
You ever seen the Sasha Baron Cohen joke about hummus? Just to change the subject wildly. It's the one where he was doing, uh, not Borat, the Bruno one that was terrible. The one where like he's this like overly European gay TV reporter or something. It was a bit over the top for my taste. Um, I find like Sasha Baron Cohen, I'm with him 80%, and then he just goes too far, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, having said that, I love the second Borat. Anyway, he's doing the Bruno movie, and he's in the Middle East, and he's sitting with two like low-level bureaucrat, whatever they are, one Israeli and one Palestinian. And he's sitting there talking to them, trying to just kind of talk about you know the conflict and the things and what's your point of view. Anyway, he has a weird you know faux European accent he's doing. And he can't pronounce the word hummus. He's like, hummus, what's a hummus, hummus? And he actually ends up getting the Israeli guy and the Palestinian guy working together to help him say the word hummus. Then he finally says it correctly or close enough. And they're like, oh, he did it. He's like, so you can both agree on that. And that's probably one of like, that. that's where he's brilliant. That's where his brilliance yeah. shines. You kind of have to ignore the five minute scene with a penis. And go, okay, okay, fine. He needs to waggle a penis around for a while. But after that, or before, there'll be a better joke. That's not a joke. There was, in that same, I think it was that same movie, or was it a Borat one? Maybe it was the Borat one. They run through a hotel naked, through a huge conference, and up over the stage, and in front of the projection. They got fined by the hotel significantly. They're like, we have a big budget for this movie. It's fine. Here's money. Money solves all problems when making a movie. Yes. A fine says, this is illegal for poor people. It's Fine just means it's pay to play. Yeah. As long as it doesn't escalate. Like, as in the second offense, now you're arrested. Yeah. This is why I don't... If if I get caught speeding, and I have to pay a ticket, I don't get upset. Because I'm speeding, and it's the... If I wanted to get there faster, willing to break the speed limit to do do so, which I do do. I do do. (laughs) I am perfectly willing to, if I get caught, say, yep, I deserve that. I've never been, uh, I've never got a speeding ticket because I don't speed because I value human life and safety, Richard. <laughs> I've, actually, I've never got a speeding ticket in my whole life. Um, but also, I grew up uh, on an island and I have an East Coaster's foot. I don't tend to speed, really. You know those times you come around a corner of the road, a bend, and you see a cop car and you go, oh, and I look at the thing and I go, oh, I'm going exactly the speed limit or like five above. And it's like, eh, they don't care. Well, it's a good place to end. If Richard's a maniac behind the wheel. No. I, maniac. I will admit that I have a heavy foot. Yeah. And a heavy pour. And on that note. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night, everyone. Oh. <laughs> middle-aged man talk thank you so much for listening please check us out on patreon (laughs) woof